0: Have you ever written a Torah scroll or even a letter in a Torah scroll? Now, probably the majority of people have not. The question is why it is one of the mitzvahs in the Torah to write a Sefer Torah for ourselves. How many of us own a Sefer Torah? So in honor of Shavuos, the Rebbe will analyze the mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah and how it applies today in the age of publications. The Rambam Paskent, Rambam tells us clearly that it's a positive mitzvah for every single one of us to write ourselves a Sefer Torah. Shana Amalak the Pasuk says you should write the song referring to Hazinu and the Rambam explains that actually it means you should write a Sefer Torah because that will include within it the Shira because you can't write a sefer Torah in segments. So obviously if you write in the shira, you have to write the entire sefer Torah. Then the Rambam says, Even if you inherited a sefer Torah from your ancestors, still mitzvah of Mishaloi, you still have the responsibility to write your own sefer Torah. In kosve biyodan, if you physically write a sefer Torah we will consider it as if you received the Torah at Harasinai. But if you don't know how to write, then you hire somebody else to write the Sefer Torah for you. And then, lastly, the Rambam gives us an easier way to fulfill this mitzvah. Any person who makes a correction in a Sefer Torah, even if it's one letter or writes a letter, then it's considered like you wrote the whole Sefer Torah. So the easiest way is write one letter a <laughs> why do we not see any push through the course of our history to Dafka get people to write their own Torah? which would be the ultimate way to fulfill the mitzvah, as the Rambam calls it, like that it would be as if you received the Torah at Harasina. Where's the campaign to get people to write their own Sifret Torah? Now, what you'll say is, we're not qualified, we don't have a good hand. And Even though you could argue, that if there's a qualified scribe who has a far better script than I do, then I should be willing to relinquish this great opportunity to be like somebody who received the Torah on Harsinah, which you can only achieve if you write the Sefer Torah yourself. Okay, so park that idea. But we should hire somebody to write the Sefer Torah because they'll have a better script than we will. So there will be a beautiful Sefer Torah, that's written by an expert scribe, is a like the Pasuk indicates that we're supposed to do mitzvahs in the most beautiful way possible. Okay, so fine, I don't have to write the Sefer but somebody else could do it. And especially when you look from the perspective of Tavoshor, one of the commentaries on in the meaning he analyzes the question that generally, when there is a mitzvah to do, it's ideal for you to do the mitzvah, not to outsource the mitzvah to a shliach to represent you. He explains, because if I appoint somebody else to do the mitzvah, then it may, it may give the impression that I don't want the tedium of having to do this mitzvah, or may there's a sneaking mitzvah, which would be a disrespect to the mitzvah. I don't want to have to do it myself so logically if the reason I'm appointing a shlech will add to the value and honor of the mitzvah like here I'm going to ask the sofer because he's a much better scribe than I am then we don't say that it's better for you to do the mitzvah than somebody else so by that logic in our case about the sefer Torah where the respect and beauty of the Torah will be too. For the to have an expert scribe writing is nitodetin for mitzvah boy yosemi bishlochoi. So there is there is actually no reason why I should Dafka have to write the sefer myself. Okay, so maybe that's the answer. There's no major campaign for people to write their own Sefer Torah because, under these circumstances, it's better to get an expert scribe. However, it still leaves us with a question. It does not address our original question. We don't find that there's any major push in the Jewish community for people to hire scribes to write Sefer Torah on their behalf. And there's no major campaign to get individuals to write one or even touch up one letter in a Sefer Torah, which should be so accessible on the Midmach and Kosher to Sefer And that will help you to complete the Sefer Torah, make it kosher, kula, And then, as the Rambam says, they would be considered as if you wrote the whole Sefer Torah. Why isn't there at least a push to do that? So, the easiest answer would be the opinion of the Rosh that in the age of publishing, the mitzvah has changed. The Pashas came in Zolan, so we can answer. As the Millic Yisrael in Demis al pidasa rosh our current custom follows the opinion of the Rosh. As the Chir of Funksiva Sefer Torah al-Kol-Lechat the positive mitzvah that each individual had to actually write a Torah scroll, is given by the That was in the old days. Shal-Kosven Sefer Torah Din where you would write a Sefer Torah, you'd keep it to learn from. But that's not how we do things today. Abal Ho'idno, Shal-Kosven Sefer Torah v'Ani Chanozib B'Bot Aknesios Nowadays, what happens nowadays? You write a Sefer Torah, you put it in Shul, and the community reads it, and probably occasionally, because the are many Sefer Torah to rotate. And therefore, says the Rosh, so now, anybody who could afford it, the Mitzvah is to produce svarim, Chumash, Gemara, etc. That people can actually learn. And he quotes the Pasuk that says, that there's a mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah and says, read the rest of the sentence. The Torah says, write the shira and teach it to the people and make it something which they are fluent in. Says the Rosh. When you learn Gomorrah and its commentaries, then you will understand the explanations and mitzvahs clearly. Therefore, that's what a person has to write. Okay, so that helps us. We no longer have to write a Sefer Torah because it's our responsibility to publish Sefer Torah. Not Sefer Torah in the scrolls, books of Torah. And the truth is, that's even brought in Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch writes clearly, Today the mitzvah is to publish svarim of Torah. And there's even opinions, halachic opinions, that go so far as to say that we no longer fulfill the mitzvah by writing a Torah scroll. We only fulfill the mitzvah by producing svarim. Great answer. But it still leaves something lacking. There is is it must be. Okay, so fine. Now we do the mitzvah by publishing sforim. Both the Rosh and the Shulchan Aruch indicate that it is an imperative for us to produce sforim. We find no campaign, no push within the Jewish community to get people to produce, to write for him, or to hire people to write for him on their behalf. We don't even find it as a mitzvah. When you get a safer check. Maybe there's a spelling error or something that corrected, it, fix it. Maybe there's a part that didn't print clearly in the days before laser printing. And then you'll fulfill the mitzvah. Where is the push to fulfill a positive mitzvah in the Torah? now you could say well we're living in a very different time not just writing by hand as may have been in the time of the Rosh writing out Sforim now we have printing presses so therefore what do we do we buy printed Sforim we don't buy handwritten (coughs) Sforim So we could argue that when the Rosh or the Shulchan say there's a mitzvah to write Svarim, it also includes printings for him. Because in today's world, print has overtaken and replaced handwriting. But really, surely, buying a ready-printed safer is not in any way the same as hiring somebody to write a book on your behalf. Especially when you consider many, possibly the majority, maybe even all of the svarim. Well, probably not all, but a, a majority of the svarim that we, that we get from printing houses are not printed by Jewish people on the printing floor. Nobody even questions that. And besides that, and this is a critical point, there are more pasken pennegeatza sefer Torah, The Ramah says, when it comes to fulfilling the mitzvah of a Sefer Torah, As B'Sha'as, if a person buys a ready-completed Sefer Torah, and doesn't add or edit in any way, correct a letter, nothing, says the Ramah, He says, that is, like you're literally buying a mitzvah instead of fulfilling a mitzvah, and you have not Fulfilled your obligation, and that's neat Rashi and the Yosef as a mitzvah So the Amos opinion is different to the Rashi and the Nimukai Yosef Who say, well, buying a ready-made sefer Torah fulfills the mitzvah. It's just not the ideal way to fulfill the mitzvah. The Amos says you don't fulfill the mitzvah. A ready bought sefer Torah doesn't fulfill the mitzvah. If you didn't hire the sefer to write the sefer Torah, you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah. So how could we possibly argue, even if we go with the Ramah's opinion, that today books fulfill the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah, we don't write those books. We don't even print those books. We buy them off a shelf. How does that fulfill the mitzvah? So perhaps this is the key difference between the Rambam's opinion we quoted right at the beginning and the Rosh's opinion, that we're now exploring, and how it's brought in Shulchan Arach. Neshit Rambam as the mitzvah is k'sivas Sefer Torah. The Rambam's view is the mitzvah is for the individual to produce through writing a Sefer Torah. is Beresos Mechaev, as in terms of saying, If the mitzvah is writing the Sefer Torah, then it requires human input. Someone has to write the Torah in order to do the mitzvah. The Ksiva fund Sefer Torah now if you have a scenario where the person does not know isn't qualified to write the Sefer Torah then <coughs> then he has to get somebody else and hire that person to write on his behalf or, or even if the person just wrote in one letter Or even fixed up, touched up one letter Or edited one letter It's considered as if he's done the mitzvah Written the whole sefer Torah Because the mitzvah requires writing By that logic If the mitzvah is to participate in Or to, uh, to, to ensure the writing of a sefer Torah Then buying a Torah that was already written Required no input from you Is not the mitzvah that would be the Rambam's opinion The main thing is Writing the Torah <coughs> Whereas the view of the Rosh Which is brought practically In the Shulchan Aruch Is Mitzvah As the Rosh told us Read on It says You know it's a, the, the idea is To get The idea is To get us to learn the So therefore, as far as he's concerned, the Rosh says that the mitzvah and the Shachan aruch would seem to agree with us. The mitzvah is to possess a you could use to learn. And therefore, even if you didn't write or even do any part of the editing of the Sefer, you have fulfilled the mitzvah. So it would appear. Except when you read clearly what the Rosh is saying, it's not so simple. It would be nice and neat for us to say, the Rambam says the Mitzvah is to write the Torah. The Rosh says the Mitzvah is to possess Torah uh, textbooks. It's not that simple. The Rosh The Rosh says, The the Rosh says that's how things used to be in the old days Whereas he said First he quotes the Rambam The Rambam says that there's a mitzvah to write a sefer Torah Then following on from that Rosh says And that's how they used to do it in those days He's moving As the Rosh says And the Rosh says the fact that the Rosh follows on from the Rambam's quotation that it is a mitzvah to write the Sephater and says but that's how they used to fulfill the mitzvah then and we do it now indicates that he's following on from the Rambam. He is not offering us a different opinion or different perspective on how to fulfill the mitzvah to what the Rambam said. So the Rosh is not saying the mitzvah is no longer to write. It sounds like the Rosh is saying it's just a different thing that you have to write to fulfill the mitzvah. That in those days to fulfill the mitzvah you had to write a scroll called the Sefer Torah and now today to fulfill the same mitzvah you have to write svarim. So it's not so simple to say that the Rosh says well it's just to own svarim." Back to square one how do we fulfill the mitzvah by buying svarim off a shelf? let's understand the two opinions even more clearly let's look at the two opinions that we already raised earlier which is Rashi and the Numukah Yosef on the one hand and the Rosh on the other hand do you fulfill the mitzvah of, buying a se- of writing a sepher by buying a sepher so, the first opinion is yes, you do. And that's Vidas Rashi, as mitzvah ovad. No, have a mitzvah yisera. So, according to the opinion of the Namukha Yosef and Rashi, buying a secretary, you do the mitzvah. But if you wrote the secretary yourself, it would be a much better way to do the mitzvah. But do you fulfill the mitzvah when you buy it? Yes. Adem is let's compare that to the other opinion, the ramor, kadasar and it also would appear to be the Rambam's opinion that if you buy a ready-made sefer Torah you do not fulfill the mitzvah at all okay, so the two things we have to understand what really is the difference between the Rosh and the Rambam why in other words when the, when the Rosh tells us that today we no longer fulfill the mitzvah by writing a sefer Torah it's by writing books so we need to understand is that simply because he says the mitzvah is to learn from it or is there a requirement to write as well in which case why do we not write books today we just buy them and then let's also look at the two opinions about whether buying a completed Sefer Torah fulfills the mitzvah or not because obviously that's going to be relevant to our concept of buying ready-made books so to get to understand all of this let's go further <coughs> and ask a very broad question the Rosh is suggesting a change in a mitzvah do mitzvahs change so we really need to understand the perspective of the Rosh, and the Shulchan Aruch brings it practically for hal- halachic purposes. How could we suggest such a radical? Concept that a mitzvah, which is a positive mitzvah in the Torah, will change in the course of time. That's how they used to do the mitzvah, now we do it differently. How could the Rosh say that? Today the mitzvah does not manifest in the way that the Torah expressly told us to do the mitzvah. The Torah said, write a Torah, comes along the Rosh and says, nowadays that's no longer the case. How can you say that? Even though the Rosh defends his opinion by telling us, because he says, Well, what was the Torah's intention in having a Torah so that you should learn from it? Teach it to them, put it into their mouths. That doesn't really answer our question. That's telling us what the mitzvah will achieve, what the purpose of the mitzvah is. But the action required in order to fulfill the mitzvah That the Torah says explicitly. The Torah says, write these words. Write this Torah. The mitzvah is to write a sefer Torah. So yes, for the purpose of learning, how does the Rosh say we change the actual mitzvah in order to keep the objective? Doesn't seem to make sense. So what we'll do is we'll look at the context of the Pesukim, because very often what happens in the Torah is two things are said side by side. One is an action and one is a purpose. Sometimes the action is the core mitzvah. Sometimes the purpose is the core mitzvah. The action is just required to get us there. Let's understand how that applies in our case. The fact that straight after the Torah tells us the imperative, write a Sefer Torah. The Torah immediately goes into the purpose and says, <coughs> have the Sefer Torah so that you can teach people. And let's look at it in the context of the entire conversation of that section of the Torah. That why do we write a Sefer Torah? So that people can have it accessible and they could learn. And beyond that... <coughs> That will then influence the Jewish people as the Torah will then be a consistent and eternal part of Jewish experience. Even at the time when the Jewish people rebel against Hashem, they'll still have the Torah and they'll still be able to learn the Torah. From that context, that the Torah jumps straight from the instruction into this in-depth explanation about the purpose of the instruction, write the Torah, so that Jews will always learn Torah. From that, the Rosh deduces, write the Torah is not the definition of the mitzvah, in the mitzvah, rather it is a practical detail of getting to what the mitzvah is about. What is the mitzvah about? Keeping Torah alive in the Jewish nation. And we can see this in another example or two. He has another example. The Torah tells us write a mezuzah and put it on your doors. Now, is the mitzvah to write a mezuzah? Does anybody suggest you should write your own mezuzah? No, not like a, boy, a mezuzah. The mitzvah is to have the mezuzah fixed on your door. That's the language we use when we say the brocha, indicating that that's what the mitzvah is all about. So the writing of the mezuzah is a detail to get the mitzvah to be fulfilled. Likewise, the writing of the Torah is a detail to get the mitzvah to be fulfilled. What's the mitzvah? Educate the Jewish people about Torah. So to get the mitzvah, what is the actual mitzvah? First of all, we have a broad mitzvah, learn Torah. Then, beyond that, we say, we say, not only is it an ordinary mitzvah, Talmud Torah, Keneged Kulom, Talmud Torah is considered equated to all other mitzvahs. in order to fulfill this mitzvah, you have to know all the halacha, you have to know where it comes from. And that's something that, we have to, that the Torah expects of us we have to be so fluent in Torah that it's on our tongues and if anybody asks us a question we could answer immediately like our teachers used to say in school if I wake you up in the middle of the night you should be able to answer the question so that's the ideal right that's the ideal of learning Torah learn Torah, learn Torah till it is absolutely fluent and it's literally on on your tongue that's a broad mitzvah within Judaism. In Parashas where we have the mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah, the Torah homes in and says, now there's a specific aspect within this mitzvah, which is, there's a mitzvah within the broad scope of not only learning Torah, but being so fluent in Torah, there's a specific detail where you have to write the Torah as well. So, Komen Torah, Besides the broad concept of learning Torah, you are expected to produce a safer Torah, to have it handy, and to learn from it. Because there are certain advantages to learning from a text. First of all, we know that when you look at words, it helps you to have greater wisdom about the subject matter. You can be much more guaranteed that you won't make a mistake because you have the text in front of you. As we well know that we're taught The Talmud Yerushalmi I think says That when you learn out of a sefer You don't forget what you're learning so quickly We can always go back to review Because we have the text available Etc So that's all going to protect us That even at a time where Jews Maybe are a little bit off the path There we have the text We can go back And we can find out what genuine Judaism is So the broad mitzvah is know the Torah. The detail is, have texts of Torah available that you can refer to, that you can learn, that you can have clarity. So when this instruction was given, in Parashat Vayelech, The only text that was available was a Sefer Torah. Because there was a, a, a circumstance that we could not overcome. Which is Torah Shabbal Peah? Hotman Daniti Tod and We were not permitted at that stage in history to record, to 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 transcribe the oral Torah. So the only thing you could write, the Torah says, you have to learn Torah. In order to learn Torah, you have to have a book. Why do you have to have a book? Because there's certain advantages to to, to referring to a text. What text is available? Torah Shabbal Shemekh Sam. Okay. as As the expression goes, those things which are at that stage oral Torah may not be written. So the only way you could fulfill this detail of the mitzvah, which is to have available text, to ensure that your learning is as good as it could be, could only refer to the Torah. So the practical obstruction, obstacle to being able to write other parts of Torah Is not caught in the mitzvah. In other words, it's not caught in the mitzvah, it has to be a Sefer Torah. No mitzvah did dinin vi a Sefer, a Sefer Torah. So, so, it's just that in order for a Safer Torah to be written, there are certain requirements. And because of those requirements, not everybody's going to be able to write a Safer Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> has to have the special etched lines that create the, the grid that the Safer Torah is written in. It has to be written for the sake of a Safer Torah. It has to be written with a specific calligraphic script that we use, it has to be written in Hebrew. So therefore, practically, in order to write a safer Torah, these are the rules. But it's not to say that the rule is or the mitzvah is to have a safer Torah. No, the mitzvah is to have text that will ensure that will ensure the continuity of genuine Judaism. Now, today, our circumstances have changed. The mitzvah hasn't changed. The mitzvah is the same mitzvah. Learn Torah to the best of your ability and have as much text available to support you. In those days, the only text available was to say Torah. Because we were in a, almost like a spiritual emergency, and therefore we transcribe Torah to make it available for people as well. On the level that they later pierce a mitzvah, and therefore to fulfill the requirement, which is learn well so that you know what the halachas are and why they are, is no longer something we derive only and directly from a sefer Torah. Now, from the fashidna chumshet Torah mishnah gemara pirushen, we have various svarim that we use in order to gain that information. On the mitzvah from kisvu, the mitzvah from kisvu is the mitzvah from kisvu, right? So the mitzvah of writing is now, what what was the purpose of writing? Make sure you have text available to guarantee the the, the authenticity and the access to information. Today, that same mitzvah has expanded out to include all of these books. And then all the other specifics about how you write a sefer Torah don't apply to a book. All we need is the practicality of producing the book. So this would be similar to the Gemara's principle that sometimes you derive a set of alochas from a particular scenario, Without necessarily carrying across all of the requirements of the original scenario to the derived scenario, that might sound a little bit far, uh, a little bit abstract. So we're going to give an example to explain it. Here's an example. We know that there is a mitzvah. when Yom comes around, you have to be in a state of joy. How do you achieve that joy? In the time of the Beis HaMikdash, the way to have Simcha on Yom Tov was you brought the Shlomim, the special offerings in the Beis HaMikdash, and that is what generated your Simcha. Now, is deyaz, azeh, So there are a whole string of opinions who say, nowadays in the absence of the Beis HaMikdash, one of the key factors of joy on Yom Tov is that we should eat meat. As the expression goes, there is no full joy without meat. Okay, so they had meat in the base Hamikdash in the form of a korban. That's what we're learning from. We're deriving out of the meat of the Shlomim, the Shalmich that they used to bring in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, the Shalmich Simcha that they used to bring in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. And we're applying that to say, and nowadays also, like they had meat then, we have to have meat now. This is a movement of Pashtus. It's self understood as the Simcha Babasib is Man Hazeh, to be able to enjoy yomtiv with meat in today's world, I'll need to get Don and Bazan Don Simcha. Our meat that we're going to eat at the Yom Tav meal is not going to be bound by all the laws that apply to ein Simcha. That you can only eat if you're in a state of purity. You can only eat it in your simcha. The reason those laws apply is because the type of meat that you would eat for joy on Yom Tov was a Korban. Carbon. Korbanos have laws. None of those laws are what makes the simcha of Yom Tev. We're only pulling out the simcha aspect and deriving that to apply to Yom Tev. So we're taking out the simcha aspect and say it applies now. All the karbonos aspects are not relevant to us the same thing will apply to us we're taking out the concept of why you write a Sefer Torah and, we, and importing that into our world and saying you have to write other Seferim but we don't have to now import all of the restrictive laws of how you write a Sefer Torah and apply them to Sefer Torah to, to, to regular Seferim to use Talmudic expression it's not of the same context the fact that there are specific laws around a Sefer Torah are laws specific to a Sefer Torah. Not one of those laws is part of the mitzvah to write and record Torah. To make it accessible and easy for us to learn. Move on. And therefore, it is quite obvious now at this point that the Rosh does not suggest that the mitzvah has changed in any way. The is have textual Torah available so that we could learn in the best way possible. Today, that requires different details. But there's still a question we do not still see any expectation that we should produce or write Sforim. That's on the publisher. He produces the svarim. And even if you're going to say, well, okay, I'm going to pay the guy, even before it's produced, I'm going to pay him and hire him to do the job of producing the safer, still we go back to our original issue, which was better that you do the mitzvah yourself than, than outsource it if So we'll explain that answer first by what we already mentioned. Well, the publisher is going to do a better job than I can. So there's no issue of mitzvah boy Yosem And in a couple of moments, we're going to add another layer of insight into this, which is going to be quite fascinating. So now that we understand that when you're comparing two things, in our case, writing a Sefer Torah in those days in order to fulfill the mitzvah, and today producing Sforim in order to fulfill the same mitzvah, so what we see is that there are certain aspects, of course, that are the same, and certain aspects that only apply to the, to the Sefer Torah. So the concept of having text available that we can learn from is the same both in the Sefer Torah and in published books. The concept of all the restrictive clauses about how you write a Sefer Torah, they're only limited to a Sefer Torah, and they don't apply to writing books. So with that in mind, we can apply this out to a few other examples totally outside of the scope of what we're talking about, but just a few examples and we can extrapolate beyond that to to others that I think uh, it's almost like the Rebbe wants us to do homework on them and um, see the same principle that there's certain similarities you carry over from source to extrapolation and some that you don't. And we're going to look at three examples. Number one, we know that the cycle of how we daven is supposed to match the cycle of how they brought the communal sacrifices in the base HaMikdash. Now in order to bring a korban, obviously it was a Koyen, The Koyen facilitated the korban. And we have no custom to ensure that when we daven with a minion in the morning and in the evening, that we have a Koyen there. And the practical reason could be because there are certain times where a korban would not require a a korban, like in the days when you were allowed to bring a korban on a bomber before things were established in the Beis Amikdash, you did not require a korban then. So a korban does not always need a korban, a a korban. So we don't bring across that law, even though we're saying our davening represents or is extrapolated out of carbonos, But we don't bring across that detail that there must be a kohen present in order to daven. Yet on the other hand, we do bring across the requirements of the time when you daven. We have to daven at the same time they used to bring the korbanos. Because the principle is any time Specific carbon, if the carbon ti- if the time frame has passed, the carbon is no longer valid. So what do we see? We borrow some of the laws of the original case, which is the carbon, like the time of davening. Not all of the laws, like needing a koyan. Car- Another example, in Seitel Pesach. How do we do the Pesach Seder? Our custom is we do not eat roasted meat at the Pesach Seder. Because we don't want anybody to imagine that we're actually eating a carbon Pesach outside of Yerushalayim. Nevertheless, But then we still take the Zeroyah, which is a roasted piece of meat, to remind us of the carbon Pesach, which was roasted on an open fire, so how can we have it there? Because the whole point of the Korma of Pesach is not symbolic. You actually have to eat it and you have to have the people subscribe before and to eat it. And you have to eat it by a certain time. You were not allowed to have leftovers. So the whole meat is about eating. So what do we pull across into our Pesach Zeda? A commemoration. But we don't eat it because we're not allowed to eat, Obviously outside of Yisholayim. So part of the mitzvah gets pulled across, part of the mitzvah is not pulled across. Here's another example. Sometimes you have two opinions in the Gemara, for example, or the Mishnah, and they're actually sharing the same approach to a particular halacha, is moving. That even though there are two opinions Coming from a similar perspective They are not identical opinions And that's exactly what we're saying over here Just because two things are related Does not make them identical And the differences and nuances Between these two opinions Could have practical halakhic outcomes Because if, they were, if there was no difference Between the two opinions Why would they be recorded as two opinions? The, to the, the Gemara would have used the expression these two rabbis both said the same thing but if it says so and so says and then it says so and so says even if they share a similar approach to the concept we can't assume that they're saying identical words because the Gemara has distinguished them so you can't assume that writing a Sefer Torah in the time of the desert and producing Sforim today are identical even though they're the same shita. it's the same concept what's the concept? ensure that there's text available for Jewish people to learn Torah thoroughly There are various other examples, and and possibly here the Rebbe wants us to do some homework. Knowing this principle, we can now explain the Ramah's view, which is if a person bought a ready-produced sefeter and didn't touch it in any scriptural way. It's like a person literally chapping a mitzvah that was hanging out in the marketplace and does not fulfill their mitzvah. And there is, the only way, according to Ramal, that you can fulfill the mitzvah is you have to hire a sofa to ride a sefer Torah for you. Or you buy a sefer Torah that has a mistake and you fix it. Neat, as we've already pointed out, the Ramal's view is different to Rashi and the Namukha Yosef. Who believe that buying a ready made sefer Torah actually fulfills the mitzvah. So, when the Ramah says that buying a ready made Sefer Torah doesn't qualify to fulfill a mitzvah, is das Gizok Yvor Torah? That's only if your mitzvah that you had to fulfill was writing a Sefer Torah. Why? Because in writing a Sefer Torah, there are a unique set of laws. But if the mitzvah is to have text available that you can learn Torah properly, which is the core of the mitzvah, which today is done by buying ready-made books, which according to the Rosh, that is the only way we do the mitzvah today. Even the Ramah would acknowledge that today, buying a book that you had nothing to do with printing, you fulfill the mitzvah because you're learning from the book. Let's explain it better. All opinions agree that writing the book of Torah, writing the Sefer Torah in those days, or producing books today, is part of the broader concept of receiving and accepting Torah. Which means taking the Torah as ours, so that we're committed to learn it. The only question is, how much personal engagement do I have to have in the outcome, in the product? Because in those days, the way to fulfill this mitzvah of having the text available was that you actually had to write a sefetoyr. Right? The Rambam says I would write the, the sefetoyr and learn out of it. Sorry, the Rosh says. And therefore, if you're writing a Sefer Torah, there is a requirement that you have to write it for the correct intentions. And it has to be written on a particular kind of parchment that is prepared in a particular kind of way. And then all the other various um, rules that apply. Like, for example, you don't write a parashius, parashius. So because it is a Sefer Torah, that's what requires all of these details. In which case, the person who is proactive producing the Sefer Torah is producing the Mitzvah of having it. But as we have made very clear, the only reason for all of these requirements is because this is a Sefer Torah which has a unique Kedusha associated with it and therefore has unique rules. Not one of those requirements is built into the mitzvah of having the text from which you could learn Torah. So with that information... Or, uh, all the information that we've learned till now, which is effectively that we have to have it clear in our minds there's a mitzvah to have Torah text available to us to be able to learn. And then there are details that are only relevant when writing a Sefer Torah because of the Kedushas Sefer Torah independently of the mitzvah to have text to learn from. So now we can go back to the two opinions. What are the two views of how you fulfill a mitzvah in the situation where you're writing a sefer Torah? Who the Shita Rambam baram the is the perspective of the Rambam and the Rama. They say as we the mitzvah because if I'm writing a sefer Torah to fulfill the mitzvah of kisvah then that mitzvah is immediately linked to the holiness of a sefer Torah. On the kiddush is said, The holiness of a sefer Torah requires all kinds of clauses. So, so the Rambam and the Ramah say that if a person writes a Sefer Torah in order to fulfill the mitzvah of kisvulachem not only is that now a set of laws specific to the fact that it is a Sefer Torah which is uniquely holy, it becomes how you fulfill the mitzvah of Kisvalachem with a Sefer Torah. On the Torah. So therefore, if the person is fulfilling the mitzvah, the requirement that he has, which is to write a, sefer to- uh, to write a Torah, and he's doing it through a Sefer Torah, Well then, if it's a Sefer Torah I'm using to fulfill the mitzvah, the only way I can do the mitzvah is I have to write or at least edit the Sefer Torah. In other words, I have to be actively involved and only through that can I fulfill the writing. Is a neat but if a person buys a Sefer Torah that is ready made, that does not have value in the case of a Sefer Torah. A Sefer Torah requires writing. You're not writing it, you don't fulfill the mitzvah at all. Now, Rashi and the Numukle Yosef have a different view. They say, the fact that a Sefer Torah is holy and therefore has certain rules associated with its holiness is totally independent of the mitzvah to write Torah texts to have to learn from. The only reason you have to have special ink, special parchment, the lines, etc. is that the Torah will be Kedusha. of so, therefore, if that Kiddush is already there because the, the, the Sefer wrote it with all of these intentions and all of these rules, the Sefer Torah must be then all you need to do is purchase it. So, the Rambam and the Ramah take the view if you're going to fulfill the mitzvah of Kisva lochem through a Sefer Torah, then lochem, you've got to do it. And if you're, according to the Rashi and, and the Mukkah Yosef, if the Sefer Torah requires those steps in order to be Kodesh, it's Kodesh, that's all that counts. Says, so now let's use that logic and plug it into how we do it today, which is to have all the various books. Even according to the Ramah, who says if you buy a Sefer Torah, you don't fulfill the mitzvah. Right? In order for the Ramah to, to, says in order for you to fulfill the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah, you have to be physically involved. doesn't apply to books. Because there is nothing about writing a Torah book that requires your physical input. As could theoretically be produced by an, by an ape, which in our case is like a, a, a machine. In the case of a book, as long as the book is a book, it fulfills its role and you fulfill your mitzvah. I, the Russian, the Shulchan Aruch said, but you're supposed to write those books? Because they're commenting and building their Uh, the halacha, on the original law, which is writing a Sefer Torah. So they're using the same language. But as we already said before, we're going to learn details from writing a Sefer Torah, but we're not going to be bound by all the relevant details of a Sefer Torah to have to apply to Sfarim as well. Now let's go back to our original questions. How do we do this mitzvah today? Where's the big campaign for people to write Zifatero or publish books, etc.? Let's use an example. The way that we learn Torah today is, we don't first become ofay with everything in Torah and then go in depth into those sections. Sometimes we learn a section, we go into that section in depth, and we learn other sections later. Likewise, when it comes to fulfilling the mitzvah of writing the words of the Torah, likewise, when it comes to fulfilling the mitzvah of writing the words of the Torah. The mitzvah actually doesn't expect me to own every single book that exists. no Until I have the full Jewish library, I haven't fulfilled the mitzvah. <laughs> Which I mean, that's uh, sorry. There are many, many, many books. Practically, look at the greatest people in our communities. Nobody owns every type of Sefer that exists, necessarily. So to fulfill the mitzvah, we have to have Svarim, not all the Svarim. But we can also now just gain one more perspective on the fact that the Gemara said that if a person writes a Sefer Torah, it's like they accepted that they received it directly from Hasina themselves. And the Rambam includes that as an Alachic principle. Because that is part of what this mitzvah entails. The objective of the mitzvah is that we should make the Torah our own. To do that, you've got to physically do something. So, if it's in the case of writing a sefer Torah, you physically take the quill and you write something in the sefer Torah. If it's in the case of Svarim, you put your hand in your pocket and you buy the Svarim. That is how we're mechabel Torah. And of course, it's not good just to have the book, but the purpose is, of course, to learn it. The only big difference is in earlier generations, the only way they fulfilled the mitzvah was writing a Sefer Torah. So if you're writing a Sefer Torah, then to have the ultimate state of writing a Sefer Torah, you write it yourself and then it's considered like you literally received the Torah from Sinai. You getting that Sefer Torah and writing it is akin to you being there the first time around and receiving the Torah. Because of course, in those days, receiving or at that time, receiving the Torah of to Sinai, that's what brings a person to keep the mitzvahs properly. When you write a Sefer Torah, it kind of influences you in a similar way. It might not appear so dramatic. It may not uh, engage us in such a deep way. But the fact is, when we buy Svarim and we learn from those Svarim, that is the modern equivalent of standing at Harsinai and being a couple and applying it in our lives. So, from this, we can take a practical lesson. How important it is that every Jew has Svarim. A matayv abayis molayz forim. Ideally, a house that is filled with sforim. But a call upon him was by him. Givinity a soit sforim, and at the very least, the bare minimum, every Jewish person should have the core sforim of Torah, which is sidurem, chumashim, tanach, mishnayim, sifre piskei dinim, and chulei. And not just to have books that sit on the shelf, but books that we actually learn to a point of fluency. That is the mitzvah today. While we're on the subject, something similar, the mitzvah of kisvah sefatira was menloed from pasuk vato kisvulohem as hashirah is kanal kolasefatira kulo. So, as we already did establish, in order to fulfill the mitzvah of kisvulohem, using a sefatira, you obviously have to write the whole sefatira. Shleim abazasaf abshat aloshen. So, there's maybe a, another layer to understanding what this mitzvah is. Vibal das lekamidet larymiza by raisa. There's nothing that is not alluded to in Torah. Is in their Sefer Torah, inside that Sefer Torah, in Torah Shebich Sav, there's no doubt that we're embedded and coded within Torah Shebich Chsav. specifically the Sefer Torah, is everything that would emerge in Torah Shebich Sav. Vos nitna is Sinai. And all of that was presented to Moshe HaSinah, Mishnah, Talmud, Vagod, Vagod, Vakhulub, Iskomash, Talmud, Vosagos, Lechadash, Vakhulay, right throughout all the expert student who's going to innovate in Torah many, many generations down the line. So that's the Chevte, the Chevte, the object of Torah, the words of Torah contained within it, the entire Judaism. There's something that's relevant to the person too. Zakdakti hamora as derev ashayt a sefer Torah is maily alav akosav kibur kibur mehar Sinai. The Torah says, as a person, if you engage in riding a sefer Torah, you are as if you've received all of Torah at Har Sinai even though the simplest way to understand it is that Debesh is rewarding you you put in the effort of writing a sepher The to rewards you that you're considered like somebody who was at Har Sinai the great reward is that this person is now considered like somebody who received the Terah Har Sinai the Yosef, Yosef explains it beautifully. The, put, the person has put in the effort to write a Sefer Torah. So they will consider it as if that was the effort of walking through the desert to be Mekabel Torah at Torah. So it's not something that is specifically from writing the Sefer Torah, it's from putting in the effort. To engage with Torah. So, in the case of writing a sefer, it's the actual writing of the sefer. But as the, as the, um, as the Rebbe pointed out already, when it comes to sforim, the objective is not to write it; it's to pay and make sure that we actually have these sforim. As the Rambam, who brings it in a halacha sefer, in the Yad which is strictly halacha. Especially when you consider that the Rambam stuck this issue into the beginning where he was introducing the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. And he even modifies the language slightly from the Gemara and says, if you write a Sefer Torah by hand, it is like you're receiving it at Har Sinai. Is following his opinion, the Rambam is saying that in order to, ex- to experience the reward of as if you received the Torah you actually have to physically write the Sefer Torah. And you could say that this is a little similar to the teaching in the Gemara that if you teach somebody else Torah or somebody else's child Torah it's as if they, it, it, you brought them into this world. So it's like a similar thing. You, you're putting in the effort of writing the sefer Torah. It's as if you were at Har and you received it. And then Moshiach will write a Sefer Torah, not just as a personal obligation, but the specific unique mitzvah of the, of, the, of the Melech to write himself a Sefer Torah. A Sefer Torah that has to always accompany him. The Pasuk says that the king has to have a Sefer Torah that's with him all the time, that he's always learning from. And that should, the Mitzvah uh, Hashem, reveal the uh, um, dominion over the world the will be one and clearly revealed as one to all of the world. mamish.